Welcome to the Speak In Flow podcast. Let's unleash your leadership voice. Listen in to the untold stories of high-performing leaders where they will reveal their golden takeaways to help you become fearless communicators and fast-track your career. Join us for the journey. Hi, Brandon. It's good to see you. Thanks for being here. Hi, Melinda. Good to see you as well. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm glad you're here to share your experiences with us in terms of leadership, team leadership, and well, as well as some presentations. We're going to talk about how to improve our presentation skills. As you know, being a team leader, any leader, presenting is very important. So let's start off with your journey, um, your journey in the retail space. Go ahead and tell us about what that was like for you. Of course. So for me, I have about eight years of retail experience. Mm -hmm. I started at the age of 16 at Target. Um, and Target was a very, very different time in the retail field. Very customer centric, um, very team orientated. And that's something I really enjoyed. So at the age of 16 to 18, I was just a regular Target employee. I learned a lot because I was young. And then from there on at age 18, I became a manager. Um, I was probably one of the youngest managers at Target at that time. And every year from then on going forward, I became a new manager at a different position. So I first started in electronics, going over into market and consumables. From there on going to the presentation, um, IO creating um, team leader. And then from there on became a key holder and then progressed over to H&M right afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, took about a year away from Target, move over to H&M. And then there from there on, I moved over to McKenna Capital, where I am the office coordinator for the building today. Wow. And so tell me, what do you think was your skill set or your strengths that made you one of the youngest, the youngest leader, team leader at Target? What do you think that was? Well, first, I really enjoyed working. Um, that was one of the major things that pushed me. My dad always worked when he was younger. He doesn't really have a college degree. He mm. just went to high school and he instilled a lot of work ethic with me. He worked two jobs, helped push me to where I am today. And I carry that forward into Target. I worked tremendously well with team in a team mm -hmm. aspect. I always made sure that I had my team members back, had my managers back and had my team in the best interest. Um, mm -hmm. And when I became a manager, I pushed for that as well. Each year, I had a different team to work with. And mm -hmm. in terms of continuity, that that's horrible. Um, mm -hmm. But it really just shows how willing I was to work with a new team and just work with a new field of leadership and target. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to instill team values every time I worked as a team. And when I left each team to move to a new team, I was very, very, very happy to know that my team bond that I had with my team prior kept going moving forward. It was mm -hmm. kind of like a plug-in place effect where a new team leader was able to take over where I was mm -hmm. and the ball just kept rolling. The ball just oh, kept rolling. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. They must have been so happy that you were able to do that. And do you think it's because of the values you said for each team you had those clearly defined? What what created the glue? Um, I think it's, I think when it comes to managing a team, it comes to 
building interpersonal communication and just building a bond with your team. Um, I, I let them know that I have their back and I, just to put their trust in me as well. There's going to be some changes aboard. There's going to be a lot of plans and just a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. And I know when it comes to changes, it's very, very daunting. Not a lot of people really enjoy change. I don't like change, but it's something that we have to do going forward. It's just the way that life is. And going back, just instilling instilling the team, knowing that everyone is here and we have a process that we want to take care of. Even if it's scary, the team is here to have your back. And we want to just make sure that everyone is on a nice, comfortable level. Yeah. And so you, you, when you're managing these teams, you had some change to go through and change that you had to help them through. And so what I'm hearing is that you're able to, even though they were scared or worried that you're able to like, make sure, let them know that you have their back. Yeah. And, and it comes back to building relationships. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the main fundamentals of having a team. And then mm-hmm. when you build that relationship, communication becomes a lot more streamlined and a lot easy, a lot more easier. Uh-huh. Were, were there times where people did not, they were just resistant? Oh, to, of course. And then what would you do? So I guess a very more recent um, conversation that I had with one of my team members when I was at Target, this is the one that always comes to me whenever I have any issues with a team. Um, my team were my teams were very different in age. There was a lot of people that were older, maybe in their forties, mm-hmm. fifties. And then I had a lot of team members that were in their twenties. Mm-hmm. I was 20. I did not mm-hmm. know anything that I was talking to about me and the older generation didn't have a lot of things to connect about. It was just work yeah. and work right. is something they know. And they were very upset that a younger individual was coming into their fields. Right. And just knowing that, I understood where they were coming from. It's not that they were mad at me. It was just, there's a lot of changes that are coming about. And it's always good to put yourself into someone else's perspective and try to get them insight on what's going on. So whenever it comes down to a process change or anything that's changing in the business, I want them to understand that this is nothing personal. The business is just going forward. It's progressing. It's continuing. And we want you here for the ride. Um, But you need to understand that the newer way of doing things, it's not anything to you. It's just how we're going to progress going forward as a business. And we want you to join us on this journey. Mm -hmm. And so was it a matter of just saying, hey, this is nothing personal it, did you do it was just the words that was helpful or were there other things that you did to let them know that um this is not personal because I can imagine the people out there some of the audience members that are like you who are younger or maybe less in their eyes just in terms of age doesn't mean that you're more or less experienced mm-hmm. but you probably are experienced more experienced that's why they promoted you but it's just the age right and then it's the perception of the disparity of the age now you're talking to someone older and they're like, okay, how's this younger person? Who's this younger manager teaching me what to do? That's going to be very hard. So is it just the words just now and letting them know, Hey, is it nothing personal? Was that all that like you used? Is that what was helpful? What was there no. other thing? I think that was a first start. Um, having yeah. a conversation is the first way to go about it. Uh-huh, um, right. secondly, after that, I wanted to involve them in the business and show them that oh, okay. this is the process, why we're doing it and what the end result can be. 
kind of like the hand-holding process going forward. When I started as a younger employee, I did not know what's going on at Target. I was just told to stock aisles and greet guests. But I had a manager that was willing to teach me. And that's what instilled me to do the same thing with my team. Mm -hmm. They showed me why we're stocking and why we're customer facing. It builds profit. It helps Mm -hmm. progress the business. And then it makes success for the overall team. And that's what I wanted to show with my team going forward as well, that Mm -hmm. you're just not a cog in the process. You actually Mm -hmm. have an important piece that you present to the team. And that's what I did. So going forward after that, after the first initial conversation, kind of held their hand, pushed them forward through the whole process and gave them insight on why it's important to do this. Mm -hmm. Not just Mm -hmm. I'm telling you and get with the page. It's more of a, I want you to know because you're valuable to the team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So it's about um, involving them, them into the process and mm-hmm. letting them know that they're just not a cog, that they're actually very important um, in part yeah. of the change. And and I be- imagine that also builds some bond, some type of connection more so between you and the employee or you and that person. Yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, for me as a leader, mm-hmm. it comes back to understanding them as a person. I don't want to make them feel left out. And including them and making them feel valued helped me progress through Target. I had a lot of people that really helped me out throughout my years as a manager. And I wanted to do the same for my team because I do not know what they're doing at the end of the day, or maybe they want to progress through Target as I did. Um, I just wanted to do the same thing as what I learned when I progressed through my career. Right, right. So remembering, passing it forward, right, paying it forward. Hey, the people that have taught me and just using that same type of energy to to also um, pass it along to other people. Yes. Is what. And so now you're at Mechanic Capital and now you uh, do a lot of presentations firm wide and that's to higher ups and, you know, just across the firm delivering big presentations. What has that been like now? Um, it's it's daunting um, in all yeah. honesty. Mm-hmm. I'm still nervous when I go do presentations mm-hmm. to the firm. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I'm scared of presenting. It's more so I'm just not comfortable. Because yeah. um, I've been in Target and retail for my entire career. Mm-hmm. And now joining an office management kind of specter, kind of the financial field, Mm -hmm. I don't have too much knowledge in those aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know a fair amount of knowledge. I do have Mm -hmm. knowledge that could get me going through the job, Um, Mm -hmm. but I can't compare to a lot of financial analysts. Oh, right. Compare to some accountants. Um, Right. Being in Target, I was able to nitpick certain aspects. You know, I know some HR, I know some sales, I know some project management, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to being here, in this office, I'm just not too comfortable as I was mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And you're in like a year in a year and a half at McKenna yeah. now. And so what do you do to prepare for the presentations? And tell me more about the presentations that you're delivering. Is it a, is it about the office administration? Like what is, what is the, the content that you're covering and what do you do to prepare? Um, it's, it's more so on my presentations, like information that can be beneficial to the firm. Um, whether it be events, whether it be anything pertaining to the office. For okay. me, it's just making sure that the office runs smoothly. And if we have anything that helps benefit the office, I'll help present that. Right, um, because right. I am 
probably the most intertwined when it comes to office affairs. Right. Um, and when it comes to presentations, I want to just make myself feel comfortable in what I know what to speak of. Um, yeah. And try to be prepared for whatever may come from there on. Um, right. It just comes with being comfortable in what you know what to speak about, I suppose, for me as a, right. an individual. Um, mm -hmm. But whenever it comes to presentation, I just try to take a stride in whatever I can do. Mm -hmm. And how often do you have to do it? Um, presentations for McKenna have been kind of dropping as of recently. Um, Just like a, here say, you go, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very quick, um, but I see no issue. It's kind of like a quarterly basis, so I know to, when to expect it, at least it. within a certain quarter, um, but it kind of just gets plopped right in. I love it. I love it. And that's why you're, that's, I see you, this is why I see you as a great leader and I'm very articulate. And I think that that's a part, what I would like every, the audience to take away is that, A, you never know when it's going to happen. It could just plop. I mean, you're going to be asked to speak and you never know when, right? And then two, um, just, you have to be prepared. And so Brandon here, he's taking the time to be on this podcast and stretch himself uh, and and be here to speak about his experiences to to know even though I may not feel as comfortable with some things but I'm just going to go lean into it anyways and so for audience members that are just know that the opportunity is going to come so it's not about if it's going to come when it's going to come it's going to happen because you're a leader and so how can we better best prepare ourselves especially if you don't have much time and and you're, especially if you're also a new leader, you might be in a new firm and you might not know everything and, and who really does, right? So how do you best prepare for some of these moments like this? And so one thing that you do do is do the best you can to do all the research, get as much information about your knowledge area. And then two, know that you're not going to know everything and that's okay. Um, they're not asking you to know everything, but you do know enough and that they have faith in you. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put you and asked you to do that, to to step up and do that. And so then the rest is just about um, owning your space. And and if I could share a, a technique just to be able to allow us to feel more confident. So a lot of times when people prepare for the presentation, they focus on the content. What am I going to say? right? I do all the research. And then before their presentation, they're only focusing on rehearsing that research. But that's only a part of the presentation. The The other part is, how do you how do I feel right now? So just getting in tune, if you're feeling nervous, acknowledging that nerves, acknowledging, hey, I feel nervous. And taking about 10 minutes to because if we hide it, if you try to bury it, it actually gets a little bit more triggered. <laughs> mm -hmm. It wants mm -hmm. to be heard. It's like, hey, I want to, like, you know, just all you have to do is say out loud, I am nervous. And then you can start to journal, what am I nervous about? Or just say it out loud, walk around, say it out loud. And the more you say it, actually, it starts to unravel from your nervous system. You'll start to feel better. Hey, I am nervous. And that's okay. There's no judgment. When you're like, I'm nervous. So you've already, this at this point, you've already done the research, you know the content. But then sometimes, even though we know the content, we've done the research, we're still nervous. And you wonder why, right? Right. Because we want to acknowledge the nerves. So when you acknowledge it, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, and that's okay. And then journal about it. 
and then transition and then transition. This is what most people are really good at doing. I'm going to pretend the nerves are not there. I'm going to do it anyways, but allow for like five, 10 minutes to just say I'm nervous. It's a very powerful. Have you ever, have you ever heard of the, uh, um, the technique in negotiations where we label if someone's angry, you say, Hey, I hear that you're upset. I hear that you're worried about something. And when you say that to the other person, they actually, you can see that the nerves go away. You can see that the upset actually diffuses. You might as well do that same thing for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that sound, how does that sound? Yeah. I, I think it just comes back to trying to find a level of understanding. Whenever yeah. I see someone and they understand that this is a very pressing matter or this is something that's important or, you know, any emotions that's involved. And we understand that this is a conversation that needs to happen. It, mm -hmm. it just changes the whole level of playing field. Yeah, it needs to happen. And the, the emotions around it are not bad or we don't judge them. Yes. I think most people want to avoid it, right? We don't want to lean into it. So it's okay to give it some time to lean into that emotion. That, that if we're if we're nervous five or ten minutes before your presentation lean into it go acknowledge that emotion if you're feeling concerned about something worried about something now the key is we don't you know most people may stay there for too long <laughs> <laughs> so then if that's the case and you might want to seek some help right if but if you go into it for a bit and lean into it and find that get curious what are you you know nervous about and write it out it actually starts to help it starts to diffuse some of the nerves versus ignoring it. Like what right. you did, right, Brandon? You're here, you're doing this, and then we're leaning into it versus avoiding it. Right. Avoiding it, it is, yeah. To, oh, sorry. Avoiding it, it also it comes help. back to knowing the importance of the conversation as well. So for me, for example, when Black Friday or any important, you know, days come and there needs to be a conversation to the team to help them to help better them helps you know myself that helps making sure everyone is on the same page comfortable right. um that that pushes me to to make sure this conversation has to be done i may be exactly. nervous i may be a little stressed out but yes. at the end of the day this has to get done to make sure that everyone is on the same page and everyone's secure safe comfortable I love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So once you've addressed the nerves, then you you go into what is my reason for being? What is my reason for doing this? Um, whether it's a conversation with your team or whether it's a firm wide presentation, then you say your your what is my reason for doing this? And whether it's I I just have a drive to support the vision of the firm, but you know um, transition into that feeling of I'm so passionate about, you know, my leadership and who I am and, and speaking from that place. Um, and then, and then, so having some special time to, to recall that at least five minutes and actually feel it, that will help people, that will help people to feel more, that will help you to feel, um, what it is that you want to feel like if you want to feel courage or confident, you feel it. And then it'll help you actually manifest that in your presentation versus I'm, what am I going to say? 
and then have it memorized or, you know, what is my script? That's a different energy. Oh my gosh, I better be sure I know all my stuff. <laughs> and then that's a different, and honestly, you know, just having that awareness of where your energy is at before the presentation. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so with your point is, Hey, I, I, I'm so passionate about helping my team. I'm so passionate about getting this information out. Right. And then, and then embodying that passion. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Brandon. And so what is, do you have any, what like tips or last, what is your tip that you want to share for managers out there right now who are starting to form their team? Um, for, for me, um, it's always good to build interpersonal skills. And mm -hmm. that's what pushed me through my eight years of retail. I don't think I could have done it by myself. I, I know a lot of managers that like to work um, without involving their team, kind of just using them as workers, not really knowing what their yeah. you know day-to-day -day affairs are, not knowing what goes on throughout their life. Learning right. more about my team helped build a bigger relationship with my team, obviously, of course, but it just made everything so much easier. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we're we're people. We mm -hmm. enjoy having those relationships. And that's what pushes you through any workplace. Right. You can't do it by yourself. I love Building that. Those relationships pushes you through and it makes everything so much better. Yeah. So that's a sign of a true leader, right? Taking the time to get to know every single person on your team. So that when, you know, the times are tough and you know they're coming then it makes it easier for you to move through all of the challenges mm -hmm. because you have that bond and a, a connection with the team members. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. I appreciate your time. And I thank you for being on the show and, and um, good luck on your endeavors and continuing to rise. Thank you. Thank you for it. the conversation today. And thank you for reaching out. Yes, no problem. Take care. See you all next time to the next on the next episode. Thanks for joining the conversation today. Are you curious on how you measure up with your ability to speak in flow? Come grab my free self-assessment at speakinflow.com forward slash assessment. This assessment only takes a couple minutes to fill out. You will get your results within five minutes. See how you measure up with your ability to speak in flow and an unshakable confidence. Take the assessment, click on the link in the comments, and I'll see you on the other side.